Hello, Sac State students, and welcome to another episode of the State Hornet News Podcast. I'm your podcast editor, Robbie Pierce, and for today's episode, in honor of Black History Month, State Hornet staff writers Kayleen Carter and Nigel Dotson are currently writing a feature story on the Black student experience here at Sac State, and the two of them are currently in the studio with Sac State freshman Hannah Rowlett to discuss her experiences as a Black student here at Sac State. So, without further ado, let's kick it over to the three of them. Hello everyone, my name is Kayleen Carter and I am a junior and I am the diversity slash identity reporter for the State Hornet. Hi, my name is Hannah, I'm a freshman and a criminal justice major here. What's going on? Nigel Dodson, general rotation staff writer for the State Hornet. Happy Black History Month. Yeah, happy Black History Month, everyone. So we're going to go ahead and uh, get right in. So Hannah, we are doing a story on the Black experience here and I just wanted to ask, um, what does the black experience mean to you um, as it pertains to, to yourself and you know being a student? Um, I just want to say thanks for having me and to me the black experience is how I'm perceived and how I perceive the world around me, um, how I conduct myself and how I live my life. Do you feel like you have a welcoming community here? We uh, here at Sac State uh, African Americans only make up six percent of the population and uh, some would say that that's kind of small, but do, do you feel like you, you have community here? Um, yeah, it was a little hard for me at first, the beginning of my freshman year, but I managed to kind of make a group of friends of my own on my French class, and a couple of us are black, so it's really nice. We all get to have that same kind of background and similar experiences, mm. um, and I wouldn't say I've ever had like an issue with my blackness here on campus, but I definitely know that there is a little bit lack of representation, but it is far better than a majority of other schools that I've seen, so I'm really grateful for that. Now, when you say you feel like there's a lack of representation, can you elaborate on that for me? Um, sure. Well, I feel like with the amount of sports or clubs, things that we have, um, I noticed a, I guess, missing bridge or connection between the black community and, for instance, let's say sororities. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely looked into some black sororities and I just kind of felt like they were not as well funded, didn't have the best um, programs. They didn't require as high of a GPA as others, which was a little bit upsetting because why do we have to have lower expectations for ourselves? And I feel like if we had better maybe chair holders or chair people mm -hmm. um, to, I guess, kind of maintain that, kind of set the rules for that, it could be a little bit better. Would you also say that there's a lack of representation um, on the faculty front? A lot of people that I spoke to, um, they said that, you know, they haven't seen many people of color who, who kind of look like them, who were their professors. And um, I had a black teacher yet. <laughs> <laughs> one of the people that I interviewed, you know, she'd been here five years and mm -hmm. has only had one black professor. Can, can you give me some thoughts on that? Um, that's definitely true. Honestly, I don't really pay attention to that as much as I probably mm -hmm. should, mm -hmm. just because I try to just go to my class. I don't mm -hmm. really care about my professors, all that stuff. Um, but now I think about it, yeah, that's definitely an issue. Um, I also haven't had any female professors, oh, which I think okay. is also an interesting note. Um, maybe that's a little strange, but <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but yeah, no, like definitely I don't see very many brown or black um, professors on campus, which is something that we should probably change. And looking at all the pictures of our staff, faculty here, faculty here they're all really wonderful. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, there's not much of a rainbow. Mm -hmm. Do you right. feel like more African-American students might be inclined to even like try going to college if they like 
saw more people that you know look like them you know i think definitely most definitely because um before i was i guess enrolled in sac state i was wanting to go to hbcus those types of things but i felt like um i don't have the same set of kind of cultural skills or i'm not able to assimilate in with my black brothers and sisters so what do you um, what do you mean by that? yeah like i have just always been told my whole life that i talk white you act white um because i have like a good gpa because i didn't grow up in oak park like those types of things mm-hmm. um and so i felt like i wouldn't be able to fit in as well as one might at hbcus because even though you get a lot of people from all sides of town the world um you still have a set of expectations that certain like movies, media, whatever, mm-hmm. tries to tell you you yeah. have to like to be black. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just was kind of concerned about that. So I ended up going to Sac State. And um, I'm really grateful for the amount of support that I do have here by black teachers and professors, mm-hmm. but it's certainly not enough. And that kind of opens, what you said kind of opens the door for something I had wanted to touch on earlier. So I remember Kayleen, you know, you, you mentioned the 6% of the students here being black Mm -hmm. and something that you know i notice is you know despite that number being so low that six percent really stands out meaning Mm -hmm. you know when i'm walking around campus i don't i don't feel like like i wouldn't have thought it was six percent you know yeah like i like when i walk around campus i don't have a hard time you know Mm -hmm. finding other black people Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like you know black people the people that are involved in the black sac state community like they don't have a hard time you know reaching out and trying to you know make us you know i've only this is only my second semester but you know Mm. they don't seem to have a hard time you know making us be found they don't want us to Mm -hmm. just be wandering Mm -hmm. it seems like the black community here does want to you know intermingle with one another make Mm -hmm. each other feel welcome Mm -hmm. make each other feel home especially you know those newer students so i would say that despite you know the six percent you know being such a low number and definitely needing to be addressed i feel like the black community at sac state you know kind of does what they can to you know make the best of what we have and you know, fight towards, you know, us getting, you know, getting those numbers up, you know, getting mm-hmm. those black professors mm-hmm. and getting more black students. But, you know, we kind of work with what we have here in the Sac State black community, in my opinion. And I think that that's very, that's a good thing. I think that's actually really important because that means that, you know, even though we are small, we stand very much strong because mm-hmm. um, from, from what I've heard from the people that I interviewed, there is that thread of self-hate that is within the black community that still needs to be addressed. So um, by us being unified and by us kind of going to one another and saying, hey, I am your brother, I am your sister, we can kind of combat that self-hate. Are uh, mm-hmm. in agreement? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very true. And um, also, like, on that similar note, um, I always, like, noticed how active and how many events the MLK Center, like, has, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. feel like my inbox is always popping with, mm-hmm. like, random emails <laughs> from them um, <laughs> just saying, hey, you know, come check out the center. Hey, we want to see you. Come in, get help, get tutoring. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was cool, like, that we even had that. Um, I thought that was amazing. We had a potluck. They had all these different events. So um, I thought that that was very cool how active they are. And I always see their signs on campus. So I think that's definitely mm-hmm. um, one point up for representation. So mm-hmm. and It's like once you sign up, it, it's a wrap. <laughs> they, they will find you <laughs> yeah, eventually. Literally. They will get you and you will mm-hmm. be in the center. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, Black History Month like it, as, as a whole. Mm-hmm. So how how is Black History important to the students on campus um well for me black history month is pretty important because 
it's just like a time of remembrance, um, a time of reverence. Like you're acknowledging the work that people who came before us did. And people always tend to forget that, you know, the civil rights era was not that long ago. No, it wasn't. Um, it really wasn't. People always want to talk about slavery like it happened freaking years ago. Like <laughs> it did happen years ago, but not as many years as people like that. Um, and also what's more important is like the effects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just it was ripples and ripples that still affect us to this day, like low income housing, all that type of stuff. So I think the least you can do is like show some respect for black people and for yourself Mm -hmm. um, during black history month as a black student. Mm -hmm. um, Because I am, you know, like your ancestors, your grandparents, they didn't have like that ability. And so I think it's totally important that we take advantage of that to the fullest. Um, And I think, people just it makes you smile makes you feel better when you feel noticed when you feel acknowledged and represented i feel like black history month is that's the one little time we get where you know we can you know i mean it's always good to remember you know those that are black and doing great things now and those that are black and have done great things in the past to get us to where we are now but something about black history month feels like that's the one time where we all kind of just rally around each other and we celebrate you know our contemporary greats, we celebrate, you know, um, the things that we will do that is going to be great. Mm -hmm. We celebrate those in the past that have done great things. And Mm -hmm. it's just, like she said, it's just a happy time. It's just Mm -hmm. this, you know, this celebration. It is the shortest uh, month in the year that we get it, (laughs) but it's something. And we, you know, we always make the best out of it. And it's just, it's just a good time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's, that's true. I also, I also do believe that we also should celebrate ourselves, you know, outside Mm-hmm. of just black history month i feel like being black should be celebrated you know every day it's kind mm-hmm. of a part of us it's mm-hmm. kind of who we are you know and for so long we were just put down we were the color of our skin was mm-hmm. put down mm-hmm. who we are as a people was put down and i feel like you know we should make steps towards um celebrating just us you know just outside mm-hmm. of that one month you know get up every day and mm-hmm. be like i'm black and i'm proud you know like yeah. james brown i'm black and i'm proud right, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? say it loud <laughs> Say it loud, say it proud. <laughs> and it makes me think because um, I just started, well, I didn't just start, but I had a job for a second now, um, a couple months, and I had changed my schedules to work on Mondays. Um, and so my first Monday happened to be Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I came in there. I work with children. And I was expecting there maybe to be a sign or like a poster, have our art project for the day, be something about MLK or just, I don't know, have a quote. All I'm asking for is one simple quote of MLK somewhere. There was absolutely nothing. There was absolutely nothing. And I was really kind of let down and um, Mm -hmm. a little bit upset about that. Our, I guess, entire workforce is probably 50% black and Latin Hispanic. Um, And so I was really expecting there to be something. I mean, when a majority of your staff and the children that you serve are black, brown, white, yellow, you have all these different colors. Um, I was expecting there to be some sort of acknowledgement. So our conversation made me think about the fact that I sent my corporate manager like this email um, requesting decorations or an acknowledgement just for Black History Month. (laughs) Because I'm like, well, the people that we serve, they want to see themselves. They're children. We're growing their minds. We're shaping them as people. So Mm -hmm. if they don't feel noticed, if they don't feel loved at a place that they have to spend hours at every day, Mm -hmm. that's not going to help them. It's not going to help them love themselves, learn more about themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I requested that for Chinese New Year, for Asian History Month, mm-hmm. like all these oh. things that people need to have. Mm-hmm. It's people. That's what we serve. That's what Kids we take care of. Kids should have, you know, mm-hmm. people that look like them 
you know, and people they can relate to, to look up to. Mm-hmm. You know, they should, you know, black kids should be able to be able to know about their history and grow up having, you know, black heroes rather than just, you know, being forced yeah. to, you know, know everything under the sun about white history. Definitely. That's know? a good question. I mean, um, who are some of y'all's heroes? What heroes do we have in the present day? I mean, who can we look up to, you know, maybe in who has political reach, who, who mm-hmm. ha, who, a musician, an artist, mm-hmm. you know, who can we really say, you know what, this is, well, not the standard, but this is the person yeah. who, you know, you can look up to and mm-hmm. go to for advice. Oh, oh, and, go, oh and go to for advice? Well, so I, you're mean, talking about well our, oh, okay. I mean, like, either, either yeah. way, mm-hmm. just look up to, okay. or, you know. Um, all right, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to put it on you. Who do you look up to? And we're going to reverse it. Why order. would you do that? <laughs> It's like we're playing Uno. Oh gosh, who who do I look up to? Mm, that's a that's a great question. I mean, I I would say uh, probably probably either my mom or um, Obama. Let's <laughs> to my mother because she's always um, smiling. She's always positive. She's the one who taught me from a young age that um, I should you know, I should love everybody, that it's not just about black, white, Asian, whatever. It's about, you know, the whole melting pot. But she also um, taught me about my roots in a positive way. And so I, I saw more of the positive aspects than the negative aspects. And then Obama, because he spoke just like me. You know, I was a kid mm-hmm. in 2008, and um, I just, I saw someone who spoke just like me, who, you know, used the office of his power, the, the power of his office, excuse me, in a positive way and just by entering the race too and just, just by even trying just mm-hmm. by trying you know mm-hmm. and, and um that's why i will always look up to him him and his family michelle of course you yeah. know like that's she's very much educated you know mm-hmm. she's a great model for african-american girls everywhere mm-hmm. you know so for me i would probably say like it's hard because I really love all my black people. Like, right. <laughs> like I don't want to. Like I don't yeah. want to not mention someone. Yeah, I know, like, right? I'm end up going down a yes. a million person like at list. The Oscars, mm-hmm. you're just like okay. Yeah, like yes. Like we like, have to choose one. Like, <laughs> I feel like for me right now, I would probably say either Taraji P Henson okay. or Simone Biles. Um, oh my girl Simone yes because Simone like she gonna take it she, home yeah she mm. really like rose just quickly um amazingly to mm-hmm. the level that she's at right now and she remained humble the entire time mm-hmm. um and I love Gabby Douglas but I didn't mm-hmm. feel the same way about right. her yeah. um she I just kind that. of like I feel like the pressure got to her really really quickly after she reached the similar level that um Simone Sorry, Biles is yeah. at and I just feel like she didn't do the best but you know what she was the first so she still will always have a crown um to me but i just i'm amazed by simone biles she just like blew my mind she blew america's mind um she did so well and she was so strong and she not only represents something great for the black community but for black women as well um Mm -hmm. that it's okay to be extremely muscular like she is so beautiful like just physically she's amazing and I can tell from her interviews, from following her on Instagram, she just seems like a wonderful person. And she's always trying to go out of her way to show love to people. Mm-hmm. You'll see her comments. People are, like, asking her to say hi. Or people are like, hey, I'm having this issue. Can I talk to you about it? And she'll actually, like, respond to you. She'll actually reach out to you. I think that's amazing. Can I just say that I think that's how 
black females should be. Yes. Like, we're mm-hmm. all queens. Like, here, let me fix your crown. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, it's got back to me, and I'm going to use my turn to talk about Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Ooh. I think. Kenny. Yeah. I think that Kendrick Lamar is means so much to me because I would say that, you know, hip hop is my favorite form of music, and I, I feel like his his music was like the first time that I re- that like hip hop you know really you know opened my eyes to something else in a different way outside of just like oh this is cool to listen to mm-hmm. not that not to say that he's the first you know to do it by no means but you know like like come on like I'm 19 and like Good Kid Mad City came out I was 12 and To Pimp a Butterfly came out I was 15 so yeah. obviously when you get to a certain point and you go back and to the Treasure Vault and you can listen to all the artists that came mm-hmm. before him that mm-hmm. paved the way for him to do what he's doing now, but I guess like that's the contemporary artist that I would say, you know, had an impact on me to the point where I even felt the need to go back and listen to, you know, those past legends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so the like things which, he talks about in his music. Which album? Which album? Which say? song? <laughs> which album? Which song? Um, my first Kendrick Lamar song that I listened to was um, "High Power," "Dreams of Martin Luther Staring at Me." That one. So I heard that, one. that was my. Oh. <laughs> My black card just got They can't take that from you. <laughs> Ooh, love that. But um, yeah, Kendrick Lamar. That's that's what I would say contemporarily, mm-hmm. and a legend from the past that comes to my mind right now. I definitely respect all of them, but uh, Rosa Parks, just because there's something fascinating to me about um, ha- having the you know the wherewithal to say like. What she did on the bus, like that's like that's a real time situation. Mm-hmm. Like you're thrown in it. Like I'm on the bus. I'm you know I'm sitting down and someone's like, hey, get up, and you just say no. Mm-hmm. You know it's one thing. You know like it's different than like some planned. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. like you know some you know some something else. You know it's just something that you know. She was in the moment. Yeah, she, she was, was in the moment, moment, and she just decided I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take this from you today. Mm-hmm. And something about that is really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. and really resonates with me so those are the two i would shout out but obviously you know i could go on and on about so many others i know i think we could go on and on <laughs> but i know this has to end that's up. another podcast <laughs> yeah. that's another podcast that's a mm-hmm. whole another podcast but um are there any uh last thoughts from either of you guys anything you want to you know leave with about the black experience any uh positive affirmations um, hmm, hmm, hmm. do you have any that's a great question um i guess i would just leave with um we're making some strides Mm -hmm. we're Mm -hmm. we're doing some good things there have been some not so good things that happened in the you know past year or so Mm -hmm. i want to say stefan clark that's a yeah that's a big one one. Mm -hmm. and i think um you know us as a as a people you know especially the younger generations we are starting to become woke as people say yeah and we're being you know activists we're learning our history and um i i want to see more um unity in our community Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter what background we come from it doesn't matter if you know I talk white or if you talk white or mm-hmm. if you're from Oakland and you know I come from Sacramento it's we are all black yeah mm-hmm. all right and if if you have an issue with me let's talk about it mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know because I want to learn about you I want you to learn about me and I want us to come together so we can fight together mm-hmm. yeah you know so I would just 
that's what I want to mm-hmm. leave with is that we're we're a team. Right. You know, we love each other and we just we need to fight together. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to grow together. Yeah. And for me, I guess my closing note um, along those same lines is um, regarding Stefan Clark. Um, I'm going to be starting my internship at the Sacramento County um, Jail. And and I'm hoping also to be doing some like active service along with police officers here. So I, you know, people ask me all the time, well, why do you want to be a cop? Why do you want to be a cop? And I'm like, I want to be a cop because there's not enough of us who are cops who have that badge. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the badge for show to have power. I want it because I want to be that cop you see on like TikTok playing basketball <laughs> with like other kids in the community. I want people who look like me, act like me, think like me, mm-hmm. and some people who don't, who don't at all. I want them to see me for me, see my brown skin in that officer's uniform and just feel like, hey, they're here for us. I have one who looks like me, you know, I want people to know I'm here to actually serve, to actually protect you. Um, And I just haven't always seen that in my life. So I think that's super important. So Mm. basically just, you know, keep holding on guys and we're going to make it. Be the change you want to see in the world. Mm -hmm. And my final thoughts, I guess, would just be um, shout out to any black Sac State student that hears this podcast, first of all, Mm -hmm. and um, just keep doing what you're doing. And if you see another black person on campus, nod your head or smile or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I guess I would close it how I opened it. Happy Black History Month. Yep, happy yep. Black History Month. In some other Sac State news headlines from this week, uh, Sac State has currently suspended all study abroad travel to China due to the coronavirus outbreak. A previous report by Fox 40 said that the programs had been canceled altogether, but according to Anita Fitzhugh, a public information officer for Sac State, the programs have merely been suspended. Fitzhugh also confirmed that there are no Sac State students or faculty in China this year. Also, minor injuries occurred after a driver collided with a railing on the fourth floor of parking structure one at Sacramento State on Tuesday morning. The driver was a student and is currently being evaluated for said injuries. The cause of the collision is also currently under investigation. And finally, the 2020 election cycle kicked off with the Iowa caucus on Monday. However, there was a bit of a snafu with the app used to record votes. And as of this recording, Wednesday the 5th, we still don't have the full results. It's only around 70%. And also today, Wednesday the 5th, uh, State Hornet released a video going over what exactly the caucus is and what exactly happened on Monday. You can catch that video, the other stories in this wrap-up, and eventually the article that Kayleen and Nigel are currently writing on statehornet.com. Until next time, I'm your podcast editor, Robbie Pierce, and I thank you for listening.